Welcome to Here She Stands, the podcast where Lutheran women from across Australia come together as a community, sharing stories and testifying to God's goodness. We do this so when the tribulations of this world try to push us down, each woman can hold firm to the word of God and confidently say, here I stand, I can do no other. My name is Lexi and I am a homeschooling mama of four girls and the wife of a first year pastoral student. I love theology books, classical music, and I'm currently trying my hand at becoming more self-sufficient. And I'm Sonia, a Lutheran pastor's wife, homeschooling mum of two kiddos, homemaker, tradition lover, and all-round crafty person. So things are going to be a little bit different today, as it is Sonia's turn to be the guest and to share her story. So I will be interviewing Sonia and we're going to be hearing about her childhood, about her growing up overseas. And we're also going to hear about her journey of becoming a pastor's wife and the challenges and the joys that surround that. So Sonia, you're in the guest seat. How does it feel? (laughs) Hello. Yeah, a little bit more nerve wracking, but (laughs) that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's just my story. So how hard can it be, right? <laughs> That's right. You're, you're only sharing your private story publicly yeah. online. So that, well, there's nothing that, yeah, there's nothing to <laughs> worry about. <laughs> God's been good. So he's been it's very a good, good story. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Well, let's just make a start. So, mm. did you want to tell us a little bit about your very, very interesting childhood? Yeah. It has been an interesting childhood, yeah. Uh, So I was born in Germany, in Munich, and for the first eight years I grew up in a town near Munich. And I, where do I begin? (laughs) Basically, I did grow up in a Christian home. I have parents and one sister, she's younger, and yeah, I just, both my parents are first generation Christians and I was so blessed to grow up knowing Jesus and mm-hmm. growing up in a loving home. It makes, it gives me so much joy to be able to now be the next generation and pass that love for Jesus on to my children. And when I was about eight or something, my parents started feeling a call to missions. And so they, joined Wycliffe Bible Translators and we ended up moving to New Zealand for a little while to learn English. My grandfather died so we moved back to Germany and then we moved to Papua New Guinea and we were there for a couple of years. My parents did support work well my dad worked in IT there and I just went to the international school that was in the missionary campus there. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And yep. then we decided to leave Papua New Guinea due to various reasons, health reasons and that kind of thing. And my dad decided that he would go to New Zealand to start looking for work. And my mom and my sister and I would go back to Germany just to wrap things up and visit family and that kind of thing. And Eventually, we joined him in New Zealand, and between the ages of 13 and 18, I lived there and basically kind of feel like I grew up there because those were, you know, teenage years are the most impressive years in a way. (laughs) They feel like the most 
important than dramatic years at yes. the time anyway. Yeah, and you were living in New Zealand when I met you because you flew over to Taunton to do the right. trip that we went on together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, when I was 16, yep, I did the teen missions trip. I'd heard about it years before and my parents kind of gave me a pamphlet and I just loved the idea of it. And my friend who lived in the same town as me just happened to also have heard oh no her older sister had been on one that's right and mm-hmm. um she'd always loved the idea of going and so together we just thought right we're doing it we're fundraising and we're flying to Australia and then to we ended up going to Cambodia and that's where I met you and yep. that was yeah really exciting I know time of life <laughs> yeah and I was also homeschooled from year eight so from when we arrived in New Zealand up until the end of my schooling. Can I ask why did you decide to homeschool because you'd been to an international school in Papua New Guinea and so why did you decide to homeschool? Yeah so I also went to school when I was living in Germany so from Mm -hmm. year one all the way to year seven and all the various towns and countries that I lived except for New Zealand. I think my parents always thought that it was really important to have a solid education but also a Christian one. In in Germany it's just illegal. The parents can get jailed basically. (laughs) Yeah so they didn't there and then the international school in Papua New Guinea was great you know it had every year level and that one actually well there's a primary school and a high school and they have a really good reputation back in the people's home countries for being good academic education. And all the people there, well, most of the people there were missionaries, so they were all Christians. So it was just growing up with a whole bunch of Christians from various yeah. denominations, which was, yeah. yeah, it was just great as a kid. Yeah, and that's and- where I met Lee as well, actually, my yes. husband. Yes, <laughs> I messaged you a couple of weeks ago and I said, oh, I've known you longer than Lee has. (laughs) And then you said, no, I actually met him in Papua New Guinea. So, But we only crossed paths in Papua New Guinea for about four months. So it was a very short overlap. And we were 11 at the time, I think. So year six, yeah. But then we moved to New Zealand and the school system in New Zealand is a little bit like Australia in that it's very relaxed. You can just get away with a lot and we lived in quite a small country town and there was really only one public school option and one private school option that was a little bit out of town and that school did not have a good reputation, the public school. And my parents, being from Germany, that is a country that values education very highly. Yes. They just felt like for us it would be best to homeschool there were times where I loved it and there were other times when I hated it I think that's pretty normal for every kid (laughs) whether they go to school or are homeschooled um, it has its ups and downs being a kid has its ups and downs being a teenager has its ups and downs so yes how did your sister take to homeschooling uh she was homeschooled all her life okay the reason for that was because she was really academic basically and in Papua New Guinea they wouldn't let her skip a grade so they wouldn't let her be in the grade that was appropriate for her 
Yeah. And my parents felt like that would be just making her be bored constantly. And so they thought, no, we're just going to teach ourselves. She was homeschooled from year one until high school, I think. Maybe it was even 14 or 15. And from when we moved to Australia, she went to school. She went to a Christian school here. But she has had a very different life in a way because she was always a very different age to me whenever we moved. And so when we moved from New Zealand to Australia, she was 14, I think, Mm -hmm. something like that. And going from you know, a different country to a new country that you don't know and then going from being homeschooled all your life to being chucked into a school as a teenager where life is hard anyway, I think, yeah, she struggled with that a bit more. So even if you grow up in the same family, you can have very different experiences just because you're a different age, I think, yeah. Yeah, and different personalities. And and Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we're we're like chalk and cheese, I think. (laughs) Yeah. So how old is your sister now? She is 25, I think. Okay, so there's about five years difference between you. Yeah, four and a half, I think. Four and a half. Tell us a little bit about meeting Lee again. Yeah, so we knew each other in Papua New Guinea and when we were now late teens, we all decided to be friends on Facebook, just everyone from that missionary compound because you've had similar experiences and you've gone through this third culture thing together. So we were just friends on Facebook, everyone, even though we, a lot of us haven't talked to each other since we're still friends on Facebook. Yes. And I lived my teenage years in New Zealand. I um, dated there and uh, moved to Australia. And in Australia, it was everything was new. I didn't know the country. I'd never been to Adelaide or South Australia. I didn't have any friends to start with. And I was just desperate to make friends. I made friends with actually other people that were on our Cambodia trip, one of whom lived in South Australia at the time. And I went to various churches and youth groups and young adults groups and I just tried to make friends anywhere I could. Yeah. And I somehow for some reason posted that I was moving to Adelaide and I needed friends on Facebook as you do when you're a teenager and Lee commented on it saying, "Oh, I live in Adelaide. You know, if you ever need to know anything, just ask me." And yeah, I was living there and I messaged him and said, hey, do you want to catch up? And he was like, yeah, sure, here's my number. And one day we were bored, I guess, and decided to catch up. And we realized that we got along really well. And we had similar sort of stories with going to Papua New Guinea and being missionary kids. And, yeah, we were just best friends from day one. Yeah. So how long did you date for before you decided to get engaged? We started dating 2011 and then we were engaged in 2013, so a couple years maybe, yeah. Yeah. And then we were engaged for about 11 months before we got married. Yeah, yeah, so you took your time. I suppose. (laughs) Well, 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 my husband. We got married at 
one, so I feel like we were still pretty young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose I compare people's dating, uh, length of dating to Taz and mine, which was yeah. really, really quick. So, I su- yeah. yeah, I suppose that's a very decent amount of time to get to know someone. Yeah, um, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, it depends on your age and stuff as well. That's we right. Were, we were right. only teenagers when we met and had to, yeah, learn a bit about life at the same time. But, yeah, we were married when we were 21, so yep. still pretty young. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. What year did you get married? 2014, I'm pretty 14, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, we got married the year after. Yeah. I suppose for our listeners who don't know very much of your faith journey yet, I know that we've talked about it in some of the previous uh, episode zero, I think it was, that you didn't grow up Lutheran. So yeah. up until this point, you're still not Lutheran um, no, in yeah. the story, in the story. Yeah, that's right. Could you tell us a little bit about your faith growing up and even Lee's faith as well because you became interested in the Lutheran church around the same time? Yeah. Well, I guess, like I said, I grew up in a Christian home, which I'm so thankful for. There's honestly nothing better, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we went to various different churches growing up. Originally, it was an open brethren church. And in Papua New Guinea, it was a non-denominational church, basically, because there's so many different denominations there that it would just be hard to have one church there but that was a non-denominational church and then in New Zealand we went to a Calvary chapel mm-hmm. and some Baptist churches a Victory Baptist church at one point yeah I think my parents like to follow or go to churches that had good pastors or preachers and yeah if the preacher didn't preach from the bible then we wouldn't go there so i appreciated that because i've always they've always taught me to love god's word and value the bible highly and yeah i really appreciate that after we got married through various circumstances lee ended up at the australian lutheran college which he had been wanting to study a Bachelor of Theology, but it was very hard to do at the same time as working at his job. I'm sure you can (laughs) appreciate that. And he tried for a little while to study at BCSA, which is a Bible college in in Adelaide, but it just, yeah, wasn't working. And he really didn't know what to do next with his life. He was working at an ag dealership, but that wasn't really his dream job he thought about becoming a police officer but they said you're too young keep working and apply when you're older Mm -hmm. and his nana basically being Lutheran she said oh there's a Australian Lutheran college and I might be able to help you get some funding through a legacy at my church would you be interested and Lee said what's a Lutheran college. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? There is one? It's an yep. Adelaide? And she said, yeah, yeah. And basically he thought, oh, well, you know, you've brought this up. I'll take it into serious consideration. I've never heard of it. I don't know anything about Lutherans except that they like to study the Bible. But other than that, they don't really know how to be Christians. 
Yeah. And um, I'll look into it. And he started looking into it and he thought, you know what? Going somewhere that loves theology and loves the Bible is a good idea. And they'll be able to chat with me and debate with me and argue with me and I'll learn heaps. Um, So he just decided to call the college and say, do you have any room for me? What would it look like? What do I have to do? And they said, classes start in two weeks, but we are one person short. And if we don't get another person, we won't be able to have classes. We'll have to cancel the classes this year, basically. And he said, well, (laughs) that um, just, yeah, felt like confirmation that it was the right thing to do. Yep. And two weeks later, basically, he was studying at ALC. So this is yep. a span of having never heard of the Lutheran College until New Year's Day, we yep. learned about it, to him starting classes in February. So two months, basically, or less than two months, a month. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so way to go to Lee's Nana. Oh, yeah. She gets, <laughs> she gets a lot of the credit there for sure. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so suddenly he was studying full-time. I basically said, quit your job. I was working as a hairdresser at the time, and I said, I'm working full-time, quit your job. We can make do on one income. Don't worry about that. Just do what you feel led to do. And yeah, yeah so he started, we were living in Mount Barker, so that's an hour commute there and back, and he started commuting there every day. And he would come home and be like, this is what I learned today. It's amazing. And every day he would come home with something and we would just chat and chat. And at first I said, you know, but this is so different to what I've learned or I've heard in the past. Or yeah, it's just, I've never heard this before either. Neither of us had heard a lot of these takes on things. Yeah, really just we're learning a lot every day and throughout that first year we were still going to a Baptist church in the Adelaide Hills Mm -hmm. and we loved going there and we were going to a young adults Bible study there for young married couples actually which was really great and through that time the Lord just started to say to Lee you know I want you to become a pastor which he in a way has always felt that call in his life yeah he's never really taken it very seriously or just never thought that it was for him but yeah it was becoming louder and louder through that year especially being surrounded by pastoral students and he just said no I won't because I can't do public speaking it's not for me (laughs) I just don't do that (laughs) and that year he heard a sermon at our church in the hills and the sermon was about the Moses and the burning bush from the perspective of the bush and yeah. basically it was you know Moses said I can't speak which is what Lee'd been saying and the bush said I'm a bush <laughs> I'm speaking <laughs> well the Lord was speaking through the bush but yeah. if God can use a bush to speak he can use Lee to speak and that's basically what Lee just went away with and he said well I have no excuse (laughs) and so he said all right I'll be a pastor and I'll do what you want Lord just not a Lutheran one because I'm not Lutheran and 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 those Lutherans those Lutherans they baptize babies yeah, and right. they believe that the body of our Lord is actually present yeah in in his supper and yeah it just 
we just went Lutheran and he didn't yeah. want to wear the alb. He thought that was silly. And so he started going, yep, I feel called to being a pastor. Can I be a Lutheran pastor if I don't really agree with all of it? Yeah. And basically one of the lecturers there said to him, no. <laughs> But I will help you find which denomination you can be a pastor of. We yep. will, you know, equip you and we'll help you find where you would fit in best and we'll work through it with you, which was amazing. And so, yeah, Lee started looking into the different denominations and asking questions and he chatted to our pastor at the Baptist Church. And in the end, and this is a span of, you know, another year maybe, yeah. And in the end, yeah, he realized that as he kept learning more and more, the only church that he felt he could agree with everything and teach with a clear conscience was the Lutheran church. Yeah. In the end, it was just this is the theology for us and this is what that that's what he believed. And so I think it was during the second year we started attending Bethlehem Church in Adelaide and I think they placed us in that one. So we were placed there by the college. We were placed there probably just because we were so... uh, Bethlehem Lutheran Church is a really traditional one. They've got traditional services in the mornings and it was very uncomfortable for us at first. (laughs) We thought, what is this place? We'd never experienced anything like it. Yeah, And just throughout that year, we just started falling in love with it. And we also started going to confirmation classes there with Pastor Fraser Pierce. So he's Meg Pierce's husband that we heard from recently. Mm-hmm. And he is just amazing at explaining things. He is amazing at putting a picture or a story with everything and helping you just understand a concept really well and so he was so gracious and answered all my questions and the other people that were in our confirmation classes questions as well it was all adults and I just learned so much and it was so uh freeing and yeah just really amazing yes (laughs) and so we decided to become confirmed and so in 2018 we were confirmed into the Lutheran church and yeah now a Lutheran yes and a Lutheran pastor's wife yes and my husband is now a Lutheran pastor so he is three and a half years into his ministry as a Lutheran pastor yeah so tell me how was the journey for you because you know, your husband's going to a Lutheran college and he's talking about um, becoming a minister. What was that like for you? What's yeah. your journey like of becoming a pastor's wife? That's a very good question. At first, when he first said to me, look, I feel called to be a pastor. What are your thoughts? I said, oh, okay. Yep. I mean, we'd kind of always talked about ministry life, but we thought it would be more like missionaries in a third world country or something like that we were kind of gearing our minds up for that and so I thought well it's still ministry life you know it's just a little bit different and who knows we might still end up overseas <laughs> and you never yeah. know we we yeah. still may and that's so I right. thought, yeah that's fine whatever the lord wants just maybe not a lutheran pastor <laughs> because at the time we went lutheran and I had 
no experience with the Lutheran Church whatsoever. Yeah. Except for what Lee was coming home with. And I just didn't grow up in it and I just thought that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I said, and also, you know, does that mean that I would have to sing in a choir or play a piano or teach Sunday school? Because I don't really want to do those things either. Yes. <laughs> and Lee yep. said, no, I don't think Lutheran either. I don't, I don't think I'll be a Lutheran pastor. And of course, you don't have to do any of those things. I said, well, then go ahead. Do whatever God wants you to do. And yeah, so he did. And God took me on my own journey and helped me to fall in love with the Lutheran theology and the Lutheran church. And then when Lee was going through his last year or two at ALC. We were living on campus and I was part of the Semwives at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's all the, I think it's pastoral students' wives, but also just any of the wives that of the guys that are st- were studying there. And we would have get-togethers and we would have speakers come sometimes. And yeah, we just chatted a lot about what it means to be married to a pastor. And I just felt like it was very negative. (laughs) It was always, you know, a pastor's wife is not your identity. It's not who you are. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. You don't have to do anything in the church. You don't have to help your pastor with anything. You know, that's not your job. That's his job. And I was like, yep, that sounds great. That sounds right. I am who I am and he is who he is. And yeah, so started ministry. We ended up in a wonderful town. Um, We absolutely love Wyala where we were placed and we have a lovely house to live in and we're looked after really well. And also Lee has allowed me to be a stay-at-home mum, which I just love. And as I've been a pastor's wife for only three and a half years, but (laughs) long enough to, to see what it's like, Um, I guess, yeah, God's really been working in my heart to teach me that what my role is, basically. I've been trying to figure out what's my role in life. And he's been teaching me that, he's been teaching us a lot about marriage and what marriage is and that basically we read in Genesis chapter 2 that he created women from man and that in marriage, we come back together. So what God made into two, he puts back into one through marriage. So we become one flesh and that I am designed to be my husband's helper and his support. And also that the ministry is not a job. My husband was called to ministry and that it's just like any other ministry. It's just like being a missionary or any other job in the church. It's a ministry job and we are really blessed in the Lutheran Church to be financially supported to do this ministry. But we always are very careful to say that he's not earning an income. He's just being financially supported to um, work in this ministry that the Lord has called him to. And so, yeah, I've just felt that the Lord has clearly called my husband to ministry. In the Lutheran Church, we believe that to be a pastor, you have to have the inner call from the Lord and then the outer call from the people around you. 
Yes. Saying that, yes, you are fit for this position. And he clearly had both of those many times in his life. So I believe that my husband is called, I believe that I am my husband's helper, and I believe that we are one flesh. And so that to me means that I am called by the Lord to be a pastor's wife because he wouldn't separate us in that way. And yeah, yeah, so since I've started taking that call really seriously, just as my own personal call, um, I've just really grown to love it. I love that I get to get to know the people in our parish really well and that I get to help my husband love them and care for them and that I get to sometimes, you know, help him remember something or bring something to his attention. And I guess some pastors' wives really struggle with their husband being out at night for meetings and stuff. And for me, I just feel like, especially being in a town like Wyala, there's so many women who their husbands are fly in, fly out, or they work night shifts and, you know, they're rarely home. And so I feel like, why should... I, why should my life be, you know, any different? It's it's just how it is and this is what yeah. the Lord has called us to and I make the best of it. And also the whole, you know, people from our parish popping by the manse and that kind of thing is something that women often struggle with but I just try to see it as an opportunity that the Lord has placed someone that needs love and care in my house. I don't even have to go out looking for them. Yep. They're right here and I can just, you know, love them and care for them and do life with them and we can encourage each other. Sometimes, you know, they come over just to encourage and bless us and sometimes I can encourage and bless others. And I just feel like God has given me my own personal ministry in which I can serve him just by being here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can I go back to something that you said a little while ago when you were in Sam Wives um, yes. with what you considered a very negative attitude towards being a pastor's wife? Did you carry any of that over into ministry? How did that affect you? Yeah, I think when we first moved here, maybe not outwardly so much. Well, I mean, our parish is just really gracious. They're so lovely and patient and have zero expectations. So I think we ended up in a really easygoing place. So it wasn't like I was bombarded with, can you do this or can you do that? But I was definitely on guard. I was told, you know, when you arrive somewhere, you'll be roped into everything. And so I was like, oh, I'm not going to let anyone rope me into anything. Yeah. And I think that when you first move somewhere, you do need to take a bit of time to get settled in and you do need to learn the customs and procedures and how people do things in your church. Um, So I think taking time to observe and settle in at the start is really good and I would definitely recommend that to anyone. But don't be hostile to the Lord leading you, basically. Yeah. Be open to ministry and being a church member going to a church means that you have a role in the church you don't just go there on Sundays I don't think that you can separate your everyday life from your Sunday morning church life I think that those two should be 
intimately connected and that your church life is your life that's your new life that you now get to live and you know what is it that you can do there and what are your gifts and your strengths and just be willing to be there and help and love and do whatever you can to be part of God's church and as I think as a pastor's wife you just have those extra unique opportunities that someone else might not get of serving yeah it's a great privilege to serve yeah it is that's right it's a it's a privilege to be able to be in the church and just loving and serving God's people in whatever way that looks and for me that just happens to be pastor's wife and I have now signed up to lead kids church as well which I said I didn't want to, but Mm. that was not anything to do with being a pastor's wife. That was just, you know, I just felt there was a need in our church and I have the time and I have enough children that go there and, you know, appreciate kids' church. And who am I to say, oh, no, that's not for me, you know? It's just do it. Just step out and do it (laughs) and God will help you. Yeah. If you're wanting to serve God, he will always help you, even if yeah. it's hard or scary or uncomfortable, but it's what he calls us to do and he helps us. And when we do, it's a blessing to everyone around us and especially to us. Yeah. The person that will be most blessed is ourselves. Yes. By blessing others. Yes. I remember um just touching on that. I remember thinking, you know, you you hear things, you hear people say, you know, God's got this great purpose for you and they really, they really pack into, you know, you're going to do amazing things for God and you just got to find who you are and what your gifts are and things like that. And honestly, that's what I used to believe. But when you look at scripture, it talks about he's got good works for you. Yeah. And those good works in one season of your life could be one thing. And then in the next season, they could be something else. And now in this season of your life, he has given you the good work of children's church. That's right, yeah. So yes, God does give us gifts and talents and abilities, but sometimes the good works that he gives us is not what we expect. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And he does ask us to step out of our comfort zone and just to trust him. And there's works for us to do everywhere. Yes. And we just need to say, yep, I'm here. I don't know how to do it. (laughs) I don't want to do it, but I'm here and you've got to help me. Yeah. Can you see yourself doing anything else or do you see you being a pastor's wife, you're very content and happy and you could do that for the rest of your life? Um, yeah, oh, I'm definitely happy to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm also a mum and that's very important to me. That's after being a wife, that's my number one calling. Number yeah. two, number three, I suppose. <laughs> First, <laughs> I am God's child. Second, I am my husband's wife. And third, I am my children's mother. And that's super important to me. And I definitely feel called to do that to the best of my ability. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sonia, for sharing your story and your thoughts with us today. You're welcome. As Christians, do we have a responsibility to know what the Bible says? Isn't theology just for pastors and theologians? 
Join us again in a fortnight as Melanie Whitwood tackles these questions and talks about the incredible work of Creative Word Fellowship. Creative Word Fellowship is a Lutheran ministry dedicated to helping people understand their Bibles. Don't forget to check out the show notes for information and links relating to today's episode. You can find Here She Stands on Facebook and Instagram, or you can email us at hereshestands.podcast at gmail.com. If you would like to sign up to our newsletter, please go to our website at hereshestands.online and fill in the subscription form. This way we can keep you updated with the latest news and also send you links to new episodes as they are released. Until next time, we pray that you will hold fast to God's word and confidently say, Here I stand, I can do no other.